Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan. This here is an introductory teaching into the kingdom of God for you Christians. I don't know if you realize, but the Bible in the New Testament is full of the need to correct the church. So my problem when I talk to you is twofold. Number one, you're listening from your natural mind. And that's not going to help you because God is spirit and his word is spirit and truth. And even Jesus said that his words were spirit. That's why Nicodemus didn't know what he was talking about and neither did the disciples most of the time. It isn't until the end of the Gospels when they say, now, Lord, you're finally explaining things. Now, I know you also have a religious mindset, so now your brain is probably telling you that you have the Holy Spirit, and so you can understand him now. The problem with that is the second problem, which is the kingdom of God. Everything that Jesus did, everything that he said, was only about the kingdom of God. And we have a religious mindset in Western Christianity. Let me give you an example. The problems that Paul had in the church he was only 60 to 100 years into the modern church after Jesus had died. And he had, he had antichrists that had come. He had false teachers. He had false apostles. He had false prophets. He had wolves in sheep's clothing. He had the whole Galatian church that had been bewitched, that had pretty much lost their salvation by moving into works. And then Jesus Christ himself, this is in the first hundred years. He took away, listen, he took away all seven lampstands. Have you been to Turkey? Neither have I, but it's 99.9% Muslim now. And all seven of the churches in Revelation were in Turkey. Okay? So what I'm saying to you is even though you are a Christian, even though you're saved, even though you might say that you have the Holy Spirit and you know all things and need no one to teach you, you need to repent. It's just like so hard to get believers to repent. But Jesus says we need to repent continually. We need to repent daily. The book of Yeah, 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus continually purifies us from all sin. So what I'm saying to you guys is I'm here to clean up your garden. I'm here to remove the tears, not people, I'm here to remove the worries of the world, 
the deceitfulness of wealth that choked the seed. I'm here to provide some shade from the sun that scorches the earth. I'm here to expose the devil. There are some reminders for Jonathan. There you go. There's the devil. So what I've found is every time I try to do this podcast, you know, I lock the door, I put my phone on silent, but there's always something <laughs> that happens to try and interrupt. You wouldn't believe it. And I mean, you would not believe it. Since I started doing this podcast, I've had, I just like, have you seen Bruce Willis in Die Hard? The explosions, the things that go on around him are ridiculous, like lethal weapon. Some of you are so religious, I hope you don't think that that means I'm not from God because I watched action movies when I was a teenager. I think better things of you. So Hebrews says we need to move on to better things. We need to move on from elementary teachings. We should be eating solid food, but we're still on milk. You know, we're gathering, Paul says, we're gathering so many teachers around us, but we don't have many fathers. So this idea of father, this idea of kingdom, this is who you are. The Bible says in Hebrews that Jesus raised up many sons. He didn't just raise up friends. He didn't just raise up followers. He raised up sons. At the end of the day, the Bible is about a family, a kingdom family. He's given you his name. He's given you his authority. He's given you his throne. If you read the Bible from a kingdom perspective, you'll start to realize that Paul said, and Jesus said, Father, may they be one as we are one. May they sit on my throne. May they have the glory that you gave me. I know it's shocking, but religion has stolen this from you and the devil has stolen this from you. This is the pearl of great price. Even for a Christian, maybe you got excited at one point, but I'm telling you today, you can be restored to full joy in the kingdom of God. So let me be quick for you guys. So number one, you have to have good soil. That's your heart. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you, but what I'm saying is, is Jesus came to sow the seed of the kingdom. His word is the kingdom word. He is the king of the kingdom, and his Holy Spirit is the king of the kingdom. But the problem is we know that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. We know that if we don't abide in him, we don't bear much fruit. But there is one canopy, there's one explanation one there's one understanding that that brings everything together and it's the understanding of the kingdom jesus said if you don't understand this first parable you will not how will you understand any other parable so every parable is about the kingdom the parable of the lost son is about the kingdom the parable of the lost coin is about the kingdom the parable about the tares and the wheat is about the kingdom you know, I'm so, I'm like, I've been saying this for so long. Oh, my God, help. Oh. The late Dr. Miles Monroe, many loved him, huge famous preacher. He said that the is at the point of where the church was at 100 BC. He said that, that 2,000 years we haven't progressed at all. Because we've been preaching the other good news. We've been preaching 
the gospel of Jesus, the gospel of a ticket to heaven, the gospel of salvation, the gospel of church, the gospel of tithing, the gospel of prosperity. And you know it's true. You know, yes, people probably got saved and born again. But Jesus said it's narrow is the path that leads to life. Are we telling them that if they just come to church that they get a ticket into heaven? Or, or are we raising up sons and daughters who know who they are, who can communicate to the whole world? We're meant to lead, we're meant to disciple nations. We're meant to see cities saved. How come the same number of divorces are in the church? The same number of, of everything is in the church. We should be the head and not the tail. But that's a kingdom. Look at the book of Acts. Look at the 2,000 that were saved, the 5,000 that were saved, the 60,000 that were at Ephesus. They said that they turned the world upside down. And we have. We've done a lot in 2,000 years for, for Australia, for America, for Europe. You look at the countries where the kingdom has been preached and where there are churches, and we are holding back the Antichrist. It says in 1 Thessalonians, he who holds is the church. The gates of hell will not prevail. And there is a, a lot going on at the moment that you can ex have explained in my podcast. But right now, I'm, I'm weeding and sowing and, and gardening in your heart. And, and, I, and, I, and God, I am God's oracle. He said to speak. I'm obeying him in his word. I'm obeying his word. He said, speak as the oracle of God. So I don't know. I'm not saying I'm a prophet. I'm not saying I'm a pastor. I'm I'm nothing. I'm Jonathan. I'm a son of God, though. Whoa. So I have the Holy Spirit. I have the mind of Christ. But you see, what I've done is I've weeded out of my life religion. Jesus said that. He said, beware the yeast of the Pharisees. He said, beware the yeast of Herod. What's the yeast of Herod? That's the political system. The teaching of Herod is politics. The teaching of Herod is is Rome. So in your own mind, you, yeah, you, not me, you need to weed out of your thinking anything that's politics. That's why I don't go to Christian business breakfasts and groups because I'm guarding my mind. Even to go, to, I can't hardly go to church. I do and I tithe and I attend, but I have to pray in tongues and put on the whole armor of God because, you know, the devil moves through Christians, doesn't he? I mean, didn't Paul say there are, there are wolves among you? There are blemishes at your love feast? Didn't Paul say have nothing to do with those who say that they're Christians but they're not? Doesn't Paul say to test the spirits? Well, where do you think these people are? They're in the church. Come on, guys. I'm trying to be gentle. But... Jesus said, your own enemies will be within your own household. Did you hear? Jesus came to bring not peace, but a sword. So this is where you need to wake up. And sorry, trying to be gentle here. You need to understand the kingdom of God. See, if you don't understand the kingdom, you can be in church and you can be with Jesus and be very, very, very limited. You know, at the end of the day, all you have to do and all I have to do is obey him. But he said to wash each other's feet. When Have you done that recently? He said to feed the poor. He said to clothe the naked. 
He said to love your brother. He said to forgive. He said to not judge. He said to deny yourself. He said to follow him and obey him. You see, 1 John says, if we love him, we will obey him. But are we obeying him? Have we gone out? Have we shared our faith? He said, go. He didn't say to build the church, guys. I'm sorry, this is a satanic and demonic teaching in the church today. It is not from God. It is Leviathan. It is Antichrist. It is politics. It is the Nicolaitans. It's Jezebel. Don't lord it over people, the Bible says. So, and let me explain it. Jesus said, I will build my Jesus said, I am the head of the church. So why are we trying to build the church? Why are we appointing people as The apostles and prophets and teachers and evangelists and pastors are the foundation. We lie down for the church to be built on us. We are trampled on by men. Why do you think Paul said that? Because the foundation is trampled upon by busy men who are hurriedly building the the structure of the church upon us. So we don't move. We are the immovable, unshakable, unstoppable force of God on the earth. There's a grace on us to stand. All of Ephesians is about standing. Chapter 6, the warfare is standing. Paul said, when you've done all, stand. Stand in the armor of God. Stand with the shield of faith. Stand, stand, stand and pray. Warfare isn't about running into battle. Warfare is about standing in heaven where you really are. Yeah, that's right. That's where you really are. See, the Bible says that you are a citizen of heaven. So who's the army? Oh, baby. The army are the angels. Who did Jesus say that he could call to Herod, uh, to Pilate? He said, my kingdom is not of this world. Yes, I'm a king. He said, I could call 10 legions of angels. He didn't say, I could call 10 legions of Peter, James and John. He didn't say he could call 10 legions of disciples to save him. No, it was the angels that that the Psalms say were going to rescue him. And make sure his feet didn't stand, didn't hit upon a stone. It was the angels that came in the garden of Gethsemane to strengthen him. It was the angels that came to tend to him in the wilderness when he was tempted by the devil. Hello? It's the hosts of heaven that destroyed the enemies of Israel. Okay? So we are not an army. I want you to say that out loud. We are not an army. We are citizens. Now, what do citizens do? If an army goes out to fight, citizens protest. Hallelujah. It's called prayer. Here, I'm I'm equipping you guys. I am equipping you for the work of ministry that your church hasn't done. I'm equipping you. I'm I'm making you a son and a daughter. I'm raising up sons and daughters because that's what Jesus did. (laughs) why would I be doing what Jesus did? Well, maybe because he said, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you, the firstborn of many brethren. I am just like Jesus Christ on the earth. Jesus said, be perfect 
as my Father is perfect. Jesus said, He is my God and your God, my Father and your Father. Jesus said, I pray, Father, that they would be one as we are one. So the army are the angels. Let them go to work. They are equipped. They have the sword. They, one angel killed like 30,000 men in the Old Testament. How much more can your angels do today with the power of the Holy Spirit? Now, this is all you have to do. All you have to do is shine. All you have to do is protest. What's protest? Well, Jesus said it this way. He said, ask. Ho! He said, ask. He said, stand in authority. You have authority over all of the power of the enemy. You. You have authority. So ask and it will be given to you. Knock and the door will be opened. Seek and you shall find. That's like when we, in democracy, we go to parliament and we say, we knock on the door and we say, we want abortion to be illegal. We want cigarettes to be illegal. We want equal rights for women or whatever it is that we're protesting. We're demanding our rights. And we show the government and we show the parliament, look at the constitution. We demand our rights as citizens and we do the same. The Bible is our constitution. The words of God are our constitution. And we take them to heaven. We, we are, in fact, we are already in heaven because that's where we are if you read the Bible clearly. But we bring that to God. We enforce his word. We say, devil, you get out in Jesus' name. We say, cancer, you die in Jesus' name. We say, dead, you wake up. In Jesus' name. We say, money, come in Jesus' name. You say, we say, devil, go in Jesus' name. So we enforce the word, but we also go to heaven. We go to our Father and we ask and we demand our rights. Jesus said, if you speak to this mountain, it will be removed. But no buts, but you're speaking from your spirit, man. You're speaking things that you know. So release heaven today. Release as a son of God, co-heirs with Christ. Release the rivers of living water that are in your belly. See, all you have to do is stand. All you have to do is shine. All you have to do is salt. You are salt. So you are salty. You are light. So you are bright. So you don't have to do anything. You don't have to jump through any hoops. Jesus, oh my Lord. Jesus has jumped through the hoops. It was so hard. It was tough mutter. It was worse than, you know, American Ninja or whatever videos you watch. It was an impossible crusade to die for our sins, to be beaten. He doesn't have to do it again. It is finished. So he's already done the work. He's already paid the price. He's already redeemed you. He's authorized you. He's sent you. You've already, you don't have to work for it. No, no, they're good works that he prepared for you in advance to do. He's prepared them. He's made it clear. There's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. So everything you need to do has been done, as in 
has been prepared. It's a clear path for you. You just have to turn up. Wherever you go, the devil has to leave. That's automatic. Wherever you go. You see, Jesus didn't go around looking for devils. The devils came and approached him. Because when Jesus crossed the lake to the Gerasenes, the devil confronted him. Because Jesus, by simply being there, contested the territory. Because let me tell you, everywhere your feet tread (laughs) is the land that God is giving you. So the fact that Jesus stood on that beach, took over the atmosphere. He took over the land and the devil had to go. That's why they ran to him and said, Lord, do not torment us before our time. Why? Because they had already been kicked out. They were contesting their land. So everywhere you go, the devil leaves. This is who you are. But what the problem is, is the devil has gotten into your mind. That's why Paul said it's we've got to cast down every high thing. Where? In our mind. We've got to cast down the imaginations. We've got to cast down the lofty things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of Christ. Where? In our mind. You see, it's the religion in your mind. Jesus said, beware of the teaching of the Pharisees. That's why we need to repent. Where's repentance? It's in our mind. It's in our mind. Your mind is a gate. If you see if the devil can close your mind gate, he can effectively shut off your spirit. Now, he can't touch you. He has no power over you because you have authority. But you see, it's very clear. You have you have exousia authority over all the dunamis power of the enemy. So it's like a bank robber is holding a gun, but you're holding a badge. And you hold up the badge and you say, put the gun down. So the devil has a gun, but you have a badge. Okay, so he can shoot at you, but you have a shield of faith and you have angels and you have the word of God, okay? So what I'm trying to say to you is you have to weed out of your mind religion. You have to do the battle in your mind. You have to cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now, what is it that exalts itself, the knowledge of God? Well, you do, your religion does, the world does. You see, Paul says, do not be conformed by the pattern of the world. What's the pattern of the world? It's me, myself, and I, and it's sickening. I can't watch TV hardly. It's so much fear, so much fear and self-protection and self It just makes me sick, you know, not literally sick, vomit sick, but Jesus wanted to vomit the church out of his mouth because it's like, oh, my God, I just can't stand it. Selfish ambition. You know, if if you've ever been to a kindergarten and you you see the the little bully kids trying trying to, you know, convince some other kid to give them something, it's just pathetic. But that's what we look like to God in our natural man. The Bible says, put off the old man. Please, please, put off the old man. Please. Oh, holy, holy, holy. Put on the new man that's been renewed and made in the image of Christ. The Bible says the the natural mind cannot comprehend the things of the spirit. So don't bother. 
<laughs> exit your mind. Get out of your mind. You need to be you need to be out of your mind. You need to be out of your life. Jesus said, if you lose your life, you'll find it. So get over it. Get out of it. I feel like I need to pause here because, guys, this is a lot of information for you if this is your first time. If you are listening to the Kingdom Dynamic podcast, I recommend you go back to episode one. Listen to me by your spirit. Don't listen to me by your mind because, look, there's probably some things that I said that that are a bit, you know, over 80 so something episodes there's probably something in there that you don't you don't like but but you know <laughs> i mean if if it's god you know I, I mean just anyway just listen to it and 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 i'm just going to pray for you guys today just receive from god father i just want to thank you that these are real christians here today god but what is a christian it's not a it's it's someone who's owned by Father God, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, and who the Holy Spirit owns, who the Holy Holy Spirit has you. If the Holy Spirit is in you, then you're his. If he is not, then you're not his. This is how we know that you are a son of God. The Holy Spirit is in you. And you show the world, you show the creation that you are a son of God by how? By being led by the Spirit. So, Father, I thank you that these are the sons of God, that they're led by the Spirit of God. And I thank you that we're in this last day's end time move of God where the sons of God are being revealed. So, Lord, I bless them and I thank you for, for angels helping the word of God. The tears and the wet and rooted out, Lord, help them to become gardeners. Hey, guys, I want to encourage you to go through all 10 episodes they're only 10 to 20 minutes each, maybe 30. Go through all 10 episodes of the Kingdom Dynamics podcast YouTube channel um, Overcomers series. It's really, God, it's like it's like a prison break for you. It's like someone, it's like I've gone into your heart, I've gone into your soul, and I've opened up all the doors. And it's sort of like a secret work because what God showed me, what God's done is he told me, he's like, if you unlock these 10 doors, they will be free. You know, it's like 10 years of growth in 10 episodes because it's like Nehemiah building the walls. That's I'm a Nehemiah building the walls of the church. You know, you don't have to build, you know what I mean? Like not all the gates were down, just some of the gates were down. So if you understand personal management, that's the first episode. It's called gardening. Now, most people don't even know that they have a garden. They don't even take a tally or or an audit of their lives. You are responsible for your life. So you need to know who you are. You need to know your garden. You need to know your territory. If you're married, you need to pray for your wife. If you have kids, you need to pray for your kids. There there could be a, a wall in your life down. The enemy could be getting in through your wife. The enemy could be getting in through your kids. The enemy could be, yeah, the enemy could be getting in through your finances. So these are gates. These are areas of your life where the walls can be down. And you cannot afford to have any opening to the devil. Jesus said, I know what is in the man. But he said, he said, the devil has nothing in me. So you need to close every door. 
Now, your mind is a door. Your eyes are a door. What are you looking at? What are you listening to? What are you thinking? What are you saying? Where are your feet walking? You see, your feet can't go certain places if you want to be used by God. Your eyes can't see certain things if you want to be used by, if you want to be holy. You, you need to, to go back and do an audit of everything in your life, everything you're doing, everything you're saying. It's not in the natural, it's in the spirit, but it manifests in the natural. And also it's first in the natural and then in the spirit. You see, Jesus was a carpenter, but then he's building the church. I'll trust you can figure that out. Father God, I just bless these people. Thank you for this reintroduction into the kingdom of God. Spirit of God, breathe on these people. Wake them up. Wake them up. I thank you that these are the wise virgins. I thank you that you've already divided, in a sense, the the sheep and the goat, the wheat and the chaff. Hallelujah. We breathe on them the fire of God. Let the altar, let them, they are the old, they're on the altar, Lord. They are the altar of God. As in, you're burning on them, Lord. You're burning on them. Holy Spirit, come in fire. Holy Spirit, come in power and burn. Burn all of the people that are on the altar. Burn your people who are all on the altar, the Christians, God, because we're a living sacrifice. So, Lord, we, we, we place ourselves on the altar to be burned, Lord. Hallelujah. We are on fire. Let the chaff be burnt away and let the gold remain, and we will walk into heaven and be rewarded for our faithfulness. And we'll say, woe is us who, 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 you know, we should, who did all, we did all that you commanded, and that is the minimum. So we thank you, Lord. We, we see our position in Christ, and we walk in dominion today in Jesus' name. So burn us up, Holy Spirit. Come with fire. Amen until nothing but you is left.